from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me Alex. Alex, thank you very much for joining me. If you can, a little bit uh, introduce yourself and tell us uh, about what you are doing. Uh, thank you, Mehmet, for inviting me. Uh, happy to chat. So my name is Alex and I'm the co-founder and CTO at Eli.io. And we are building the next generation video editing tool uh, to create videos powered by AI avatars. So the core of our technology is uh, talking avatars where you can actually write some text and uh, choose the avatar and uh, avatar will say what you just wrote. You can choose uh, language, you can choose voice and so on. So basically it's all about creating videos with avatars. That's great. And thank you for being on the show. So Alex, you know, my first question is really, I ask, uh, you know, about your journey, you know, you were a, um, you know, in the web development and then now you are a co-founder and CTO of LAI. Um, so how, you know, do you decided first to be in this domain and then why you decided to be in the AI space? Um, I, I started to work in IT maybe like 10 hours, 10 years ago. And uh, that was basically all my passion through all my career, because uh, initially I started to work as a web programmer, web developer. So basically I never wrote anything except of like creating software <laughs> and uh, I really like uh, building products and uh, except of just uh, working as a developer, I also tried to launch different businesses, startups. It was not that popular uh, back that time, but still I tried to launch some online businesses and um, maybe around six years ago, I launched a software agency because I see a niche, I, I see a demand on that. And basically I grow the uh, web development agency like to 40, 50 people and it still exists. It's working, but uh, still my passion was to create my own product. And I never give up with this idea, creating something new and AI definitely is a game changer and I, I believed in AI even like five years ago when I started some other, um, tried some other solutions, other companies, basically because I see a really, uh, this is something that's really disrupt uh, different industries, real world industries. So I never worked, for example, with crypto because it's not my type of uh, product. I, I, I didn't see the case for myself in it, but in AI, I always seen a potential and I've seen like different ideas and uh, how really it can impact businesses. As a technical guy, I, I, I could imagine that, yeah. And um, 
exactly about Eli. So I was looking for different ideas, working with different people, maybe like two or three years ago, and uh, ended up with um, researching different technologies. And specifically, I found this technology to change the lips of the person according to audio and found that really cool. And I thought that it could be really beneficial to create educational videos. So when you don't need to actually film anybody, but you can just type text. And this is how this idea started. So I talked to my co-founder Vitaly about that and he also liked that. And uh, yeah, we both agreed that it is a good uh, idea and started to work on that. And this is how it turned into what we have right now. That's uh, great to hear um, about this. So, you know, like, can address it for, for the audience because, you know, now AI is everywhere. So, uh, and it, it's like a revolutionary, you know, platform converting, you know, or generating videos just from text. So how this technology works, if you can, you know, walk us through the process and, you know, what makes, you know, also like uh, your platform stand uh, you know, from other platforms in, in the same uh, niche, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the technology works. Um, so it's different steps to create the video. First one is, uh, we need to create audio. So turn text into audio for that. Uh, maybe your audience already know about platforms like 11 labs or uh, Azure te text to speech. And, uh, we've got integration with more than five. I think six already, six platforms that create audio for us. So we don't specifically focus on audio because it's totally different uh, AI technology that we don't want to spend time on because we then will lose focus from video creation. So as soon as we have audio, which we use uh, our partners for, then we uh, need to create a video. And for that, uh, we film real people. So all our avatars are made from real people, real actors, which actually behaves and they talk on the camera when we film them. And basically after that, we just put audio on recorded video of the uh, actor. And this mm -hmm. is new video when this actor is talking with an absolutely different voice and different language. And after that, of course, also a huge part of what we do is actually the video editing tool where we can add all other stuff on the video. So except of the actor, you also need like text and images and other videos on this. And then we combine all this into, into final video basically. And uh, what specifically is interesting about Eli and it's pretty unique technology and our competitors don't have it is a story. Uh, we call it story editor or AI story builder. Basically, it's a tool which looks pretty same as um, Medium uh, text editor. So you just work with text and then we automatically turn this text into slides. So basically, we help uh, editors to create visuals without even like working with visuals. So uh, you as an editor, you can just uh, upload your text. You can copy paste it or uh, upload from any other document and we help you automatically put it into different uh, screens and create the video. And uh, it's also powered by GPT OpenAI technology. So basically you can enhance or create from scratch your text and then turn into a video. So basically fully automation process of creating the video. 
That's great, Alex. Alex, now the question has, you know, just, um, you know, maybe by the time I would be um, publishing this episode, it will be like maybe two weeks uh, since, you know, now at GPT or OpenAI, they announced that now you can tune um, your own models. So how important this to help you actually in, you know, customizing your product in a better way, like how this would help uh, not only from video creation perspective, but in general also, if you can shed the, some light, because people are very excited about this news. Yeah, I also had a deep dive to this specific niche as well, to work with large language models. And uh, this tuning is basically, it's, I would say it's not that game changing as it could seem initially, mm. because as as it's working right now, you just, uh, I, I just checked the email from OpenAI yesterday and I've seen how it works. So basically, uh, initially you can do the same just with prompt engineering. So you create prompts with uh, different steps and you basically help uh, the system to learn about uh, some business or uh, help uh, OpenAI model to understand what the exact output you would need. So that was all possible before. The big thing here is that you wouldn't need to send all this information with each request to OpenAI. Mm. Now you can just do it initially and fine-tune your own model. And then any other requests you do, it will already know all this previous information that you fine-tuned your model with. So it helps you to reduce uh, tokens that you use for each request. Uh, and uh, basically for large scale model is different and it's, it's different. It could be really game changer when you really need a large language model to know about specific niche or business or like specific use case. In our case, I didn't think yet about how it could impact uh, our business because still like this open AI announcement is like 5% of what we do, right? It's not our core technology. But still, I think in future we might use it and we might fine tune the model to work better with video or like with specific niches and specific uh, topics of the videos, for example. So it's, it's developing pretty rapidly. So it's, it's lots of things to be changed for sure. And uh, we might use it as well in future. Yeah, that's cool. Now, Alex, one thing that people usually, of course, you know, these things are very cool and Maybe up to one year back, it was kind of, if I tell someone, hey, I will give a text to a uh, software and it will create a full like video scene for me. Maybe they will laugh at me. But now here we go and it's, it's a reality. Now, one of the things that people are a little bit worried about is maybe from ethical perspective about, you know, the misuse or maybe uh, spreading misinformation. So how do you think, you know, as you know, someone like you are a builder, you, you, you are in this uh, part of, of this revolution, I would say. So how we can balance between creativity and at the same time keeping, you know, like this technology doesn't hurt someone, right? So, so what, is, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah. Um, so from the first days of our launch, we had... Um, Basically, from my perspective, it's of course a part of responsibility on us as a like service provider as well. And that's why from the first days, we always thought about, okay, how could people misuse this? And that's why we provided moderation of the content. Specifically, um, 
this is applied to all the videos that people create with our actors, because actors are real people and they don't want to be involved into some misusage of uh, videos that were created with them as a, as a, as a people. And basically, uh, if we're talking about, uh, actors that we have on our platform, we uh, strictly, uh, we have a policy which doesn't allow our uh, users to create any type of content. So a specific mm -hmm. case, which doesn't, so we actually invested in that. And so we have an auto moderation, then we have manual moderation, which, which, which we basically control what kind of content uh, people create. So they don't mis misuse it. Um, also, if we're talking about custom avatars, which also are part of our technology. So for, for example, you yourself can create the avatar with yourself, right? And then you can basically do more videos with yourself as a, you own your own face, uh, right? And, uh, then you can create any kind of videos because it's, it's your, um, um, it's your face and basically yeah. you don't involve any actors. You don't hire anyone else. And if you're talking about overall, uh, technology, of course, I think that providers like us will control it and will don't, and will make it not possible to misuse the technology, but of course, open source part, it's also going to be developed and this is, you cannot really control. So as soon as you sure. use some open source tools, uh, nobody can control you and you can do anything you want. So that's, uh, could be maybe a part of YouTube or other platforms that actually stream the video for them to control the content and they will then see how this content is spread and what exactly is in the content. So I think uh, all um, players on this like journey of the video creation, the video distribution will take some part in, uh, in this. Yeah. And so YouTube might uh, add some AI sign on the videos when Avatars are used, something like that. So I, I assume it's going to be in the future and, uh, it's going to be half of the videos with not real people and, uh, YouTube, for example, will just mark these uh, videos as artificial and it's mm -hmm. going to So they will tag, they, they will be able to put tags maybe. Actually, I've yeah, seen like, like some, uh, some, some, uh, uh, like watermark, some provider, they put watermark and they keep this watermark on purpose. So it doesn't, you know, get used. Now, what are the industries, you know, that you are seeing more adoption in, in, in uh, AI video generated content? Like, uh, of course, the, I've seen like maybe, uh, um, you know, education, uh, but have you seen like adoption in other in industries as well? So uh, as you mentioned, you're correct. Uh, education is basically the biggest market for now that's adopted this technology already. So it's both like uh, B2C education and also corporate education. And it's w already widely used in this sector. Except of that, we also experiment a lot with news. For example, uh, creating videos where uh, there is no uh, real human that is talking about some news that's happening in the world. And uh, there are some other things which is not that wide. For example, like different applications or... Uh, different use cases when you need to make a personal video to somebody. And in this case, you can use avatar instead of the real human because it will reduce your costs and so on. So it, it could be, for example, healthcare, 
with recommendations. It could be basically anything that uh, doesn't need that where you need the video, where you just need to tell about something, right? And in this case, avatars videos are pretty well for now. So for now, the only niche that you cannot really use avatars is where you need to give emotions through the video because avatars still cannot give you emotions in the video and that's why you cannot use it right now. But in the future, uh, I think that uh, AI video is going to be with emotions as well. <laughs> ah, that's great because I wanted to ask you, like, well, what should we expect also more in the future, Alex, regarding this technology? Like, where, yeah. where we are heading? I think uh, they will be more and more realistic. Uh, custom avatars will be um, much easier to create. So you just add the photo and you have your avatar. Voices also will be much more realistic. You can have your own voice in any language. And uh, the, the most challenging part here, uh, part here, but still I think it will be in the future is basically uh, to make avatar talk to talk with emotions so you can actually manipulate with emotions when uh, when avatar is speaking so where he is like louder when he moves his head and body according to, to some scenario so definitely it's gonna be happening and uh, in some at some time i think we won't be able to realize where it's a real video or ai based video so i think this is what's what's gonna happen <laughs> do you think this avatar or let's say this AI character will jump out of the screen one day and we're going to see kind of a realistic one in front of us, maybe in a form of a VR or extreme reality? Do you think that is possible? Well, yeah, we, if we're talking about VR, we already have some integration with the company who actually do like VR screens and they use our avatar. So it, it's already happening. I think that it's not just something that you're really going to use. It's not the really wide usage for this technology, right? Because, okay, mm -hmm. you hear things like where exactly they use right now. It's not that much cases. They they use them like IT conferences, maybe somewhere else. So it's not much, but um, we'll see. I don't know. It it's also involves hardware developing right but it's much much harder so if you're talking about real world not when you just see the screen i think it's this part will develop much much uh, slower but we'll see like who knows it's it's already if you've seen these robots they that look like humans and uh, i don't know what to expect but definitely it's going to be changing as well <laughs> Yeah, the other day someone was asking me, <laughs> he said, when do you think you're going to have an avatar on your podcast? Like, <laughs> And I said, I'm not sure like how uh, fast it could be because you mentioned hardware, but do you think like it can be, and speaking here about completely video, can it become real time? Like, can, yeah. can we see it? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm chatting to you now, so maybe I will be talking to an Alex, but actually it's not the real Alex. It will be an avatar of Alex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's pretty close. It's pretty close. So uh, OpenAI gives you, for example, uh, live streaming uh, text, and then it, it yeah. like if you stream, so you can just turn the text into audio, audio into avatar, and it's definitely going to be real time. So I don't know. When exactly, but I think in one, two years, it's already going to be real time. So 
you you can do a podcast with with avatar in in a year or two i think so i did an audio perspective honestly like a couple of months back so i uh, i used 11 slap mainly to to uh, generate the the voice from text <laughs> and i acted as if i was asking questions and i did it this way so yeah maybe next time i would be video using youtube yeah version. yeah 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 so and... real time it's pretty close i'm sure <laughs> yeah now you mentioned like you, you of course you have to rely on other technologies and and so on now one of the things that a lot of people when i ask them about you know of course you have your own technology but you are relying on let's say open ai right so as a cto and i think this is one of the things that you need also to consider how do you make sure that you don't have what we call it a vendor or partner lock-in or technology lock-in. Because if, let's say, one day, um, and I've seen this not in AI, but in other fields, where, for example, the technology vendor decided all of a sudden, uh, recently it happened with Reddit, with Twitter, they decide to change the way they, for example, they let people use the APIs or they they try to you know impose additional uh, cost for that. So how do you, as a CTO, like, have this contingency plan in place and make sure that you can, you know, continue business as usual? Um, of course, it's the first thing would be, I think, reliability of the partner because uh, good API partners, they always like give you time to adapt. Like they, they say, okay, we're going to make new version in like six months and this is going to be different. So make sure you like can adapt. So basically choosing the proper partner is pretty important. Uh, and um, another thing would be to have a proper infrastructure that can support and you can actually adjust to use other provider fast. For example, we have a pretty solid um, um, service that basically handles all the text-to-speech partners. As I said, we have like already six of them and mm -hmm. basically in this case, we can easy, easily add a new provider or remove. So it's much easier if you have the proper architecture to manage this. And um, yeah, I think this to think is like the most important things because if you have proper partners, they will give you in advance like the idea of what they're going to change. And if you have proper architecture, you can easily change your codes and add or remove partners and like change to other providers. And of course, if somebody is like making unique technology that nobody else can do, then it's like, you know, tricky thing, but the, in another way, like if they, the only ones, they usually other companies are raised and do the same, right? Because it, it's True. really not really like the common thing when somebody is doing something and nobody else can do it. Right. So pretty yeah. much good thing for a while. Was as the users of these APIs. Yeah, but I think in in this space, like uh, the race is very hot, and I think everyone like they need to rely on, you know, companies that they build uh, uh, products like you, what you do, Alex. So I think we are in the safe side at least for the coming five six years. I would say. Now, yeah. one thing when you know I was I was preparing for um, you know today, um, congratulations, you have managed to grow this bootstrapping the business. And I always do like this when I see a startup that bootstrap uh, without relying on 
venture capitalists and, you know, large investments. So how did you manage to do that, Alex? Well, first of all, I can say that we didn't raise at all. So we had some pretty small rounds uh, initially, I think. in the Angel rounds. But yeah, but it was small. Yeah. So we basically now grow. Um, we can say that we push trap because now we like earn more than we spent and we basically spend uh, the revenues that we uh, that we grow uh, i think that the key for this would be to focus on your customers and to focus on growth and like to manage your cost properly so you just see okay i have this amount of uh, customers how can i grow it so you grow your revenues and it's definitely a good thing even if you do the for any business, if, it, if it's venture business, it's of course also important because you need to prove that you grow when you need to grow. And uh, uh, for us, um, it was the key because we've seen uh, specific niches and specific use cases when we help people and uh, we started to earn from that. We started to give them service. They started to pay us and we grow it, grow it, grow it. And basically, uh, yeah, it helped us to do it. So focus on your customers, focus on product and focus on business. So we, we, we didn't spend much time on fundraising on like, instead of, of, you know, talking to investors and always trying to raise new round, we focused on growing business and it give us the way that we are doing right now. So we just, uh, we feel ourselves pretty safe because uh, we don't rely on uh, venture capital and it's much makes our business much more stable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like makes sense. Now, what are now the strategies, you know, like uh, from both technology and business perspective, you know, like you are trying to implement to expand, uh, you know, the, the business. And I know like maybe you're, you're um, maybe you started, you can tell us more, like have you started to uh, get into new geographies, into new areas? Uh, what you can tell us about your future plans? So, um, yeah, we, we both are um, growing in terms of like uh, geography. So it's more for our marketing team to decide where, where to go and how to grow. And uh, from, from my perspective, I'm more about growing as a product. And basically, we definitely grow uh, all the time and release new features, try new things. And for example, right now, we're just releasing both avatars which basically pretty cool uh, thing. And so we see uh, already a lot of interest in this. So instead of, of creating uh, avatars from, from videos, you can create avatar from photo. And it's, it's much easier for, of course, it's not that realistic as from video, but for many use cases, it works because people don't need to create video. They just need to upload their own photo and then create the videos. So, um, in terms of product, we grow this, um, we invest in this uh, story feature as well, because we see a potential, we see how it's adopted by users. We create photo avatars. We, uh, also focus a lot on our enterprise customers as well, because they have other types of features that we need. So, um, in terms of geography, we are thinking about, um, as far as I know, um, looking into uh, South America market because it's growing and seems like it's 
pretty well adopting avatars technology. In terms of product, it's uh, photo avatars and uh, much, much more. In the future, we have a pretty big pipeline uh, hiring actually developers. And uh, um, yeah, I don't have an exact list, but uh, it, it's going to be a lot of new things, <laughs> definitely. That's that's cool. Um, you know, if, if you allow me to ask, like uh, also here, maybe I missed, I should have asked this before, but do you see interest from, because I know you folks B2B, right? But I can go to your website as a single creator and also subscribe. Like, where are you seeing, you know, more interest from, from, from customers? Like, is it like uh, people like who are solopreneurs or let's say single creators, or you are seeing also mass adoption from, from businesses as well? I think both. Um, so basically, initially, of course, it was like more B2, B2C um, uh, creators, just like uh, people who uh, bought some not really big plans and they created videos for themselves, uh, different medias for marketing purposes and educational as well. So like more small businesses, basically. And uh, But as we grow, we also have seen lots of potential in uh, huge customers. Uh, we have pretty big uh, customers on our list already, uh, like world-famous companies. I cannot uh, say all the names because of NDAs, but it's definitely pretty well adopted by enterprises as well, especially in the sector of uh, education and learning and development. I would say that it's, it's pretty huge. And uh, for us as a business, of course, this enterprise clients, are very important because the checks are much, much bigger. And um, of course, um, we see a lot of potential in our API technology. So basically when we are a partner of somebody else who use us as an API to create videos and they, they distribute it in their apps or even allowing their customers to create content using our avatars. So it's a, it's also something that give us uh, huge checks because in this case, like they are basically distributing the technology and we are as a API partner helping them. So we still like, um, trying different niches and we still see potential in both sides. So B2B, uh, big companies and B2C, like small businesses that create marketing content. And uh, I think that in the future, we're going to also develop both these sectors. So for us, uh, initially it was like more B2C, but now B2B is growing, growing faster, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that makes sense also as well. And you need sustainability and because you need uh, long-term contracts and people who need to use this technology on the long term, rather than me, like uh, I want to play a little bit and create a video for myself. So that's. Uh, hundred percent makes sense. Now, you know, as we're coming almost to the end, um, what advice you give to fellow entrepreneurs, you know, with technical or non-technical background who want to, you know, start their journey and maybe because now you have this experience with AI, like what you can tell them, um, from your experience. I think, uh, right now with a really good time to start the AI business, because, uh, especially in the sector of uh, large language models and uh, these text uh, enhancement things, because it's really something that changed how market is working. It's, it's much, it's much more technologies right now that's 
people can use and adopt to businesses. Basically, also generative AI, uh, video to video, text to video. So, for example, generation of videos just from scratch when you just say the prompt and you get the video. So it's definitely a good time to start such business because technology is booming right now. And uh, I would say that for now, it's it's pretty important to uh, have a balance between like the developing the technology because AI, it's, it's much harder to develop, right? <laughs> so you need right. to have this balance between creating the technology, having some insight in the technology and also developing the business itself. So I, w- I would suggest to start with, of course, specific business niche and seeing the, like the needs, yeah, seeing the business that you can sell this technology to, but of course, not to forget about developing the technology itself. So try with open source things and then grow it uh, to some like extended business. So definitely if you create startup, the first thing is customers and your product that fits to some specific business. That, that, that's, I think, my biggest advice. And after that comes after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great advice, actually. And, um, you know, like um, I, I can say like you are a success story, Alex, what you've done and, uh, you know, the, the company and your achievements, of course. Now, you know, usually this is why I, I keep a space to my guests at the end where I ask, is there anything that you wish I have asked you and feel free to answer it? Uh, you mean, um, anything you wish I have asked you that I didn't, is there any question that you wish that I had asked you? Oh, I, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for that, but, uh. I think you, you you did ask because I was thinking about large language models and all this space of like uh, creating the videos uh, that interact uh, with uh, large language models, and we pretty much covered that, uh, and uh, also about Bootstrap and like my advice. So I think I'm pretty clear with okay. anything I wanted to say. Okay, um, thank you very much, Alex. Like I, you know, I try to, you know cover all the angles, of course, but, you know, I'm not perfect uh, as well. So this is why I like to ask the guests. So maybe there's something that they wanted to say, uh, or maybe where they can find more. Uh, of course, I again, I put all the links, but tell us like where they can find more about you and the company. Yeah, it's, it's like my LinkedIn profile and about the company. Of course, it's our website, Eli.io. So it's. Pretty much that's it because uh, on the website we have everything. It's like our entry point to our business. And uh, on LinkedIn, of course, uh, it's like everybody's using this. So I, I'm there. And uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's also actually my first podcast ever. So maybe I'm also not well prepared, but. Uh, no, 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 no. You did perfect. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Great. So yeah, basically it's LinkedIn and our website and happy to chat if you drop me a message sure thank you very much alex i will make sure that i will drop both the company and your uh, linkedin profile in the episode description and you know thank you very much for your time today and the way i like to end my episodes is to go to the audience and tell them these guys let me know your feedback keep them coming Uh, i'm receiving a lot of messages recently so 
I'm very happy about, you know, all the feedback you are giving to me. And thank you very much for being loyal audience. And as usual, also, if you're interested, like Alex was, I guess, today, if you want to be on the show and tell us about a cool startup that you are in now, or maybe you want to share your experience about anything related to tech and entrepreneurship, feel free to reach out to me and we will make an arrangement and we can record the episode together. So thank you very much for tuning in. We will meet again very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mehmet. Hit that subscribe button, share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.